0: Welcome to this Xbox Live episode number 253 titled Sequel Itis. This is the show where we talk about the Xbox and Xbox 360 and Xbox One and anything else we want to talk about. I am one of your hosts for today. I am Rob, also known as Presar on Xbox Live. And with me today, I got my good buddy, as always, uh, Wingman709.
1: Hi, Rob.
0: Hey, 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 what up, what up? Another fun, exciting sequelitis show. Is this a sequel to the episode 252?
1: I suppose you could say that.
0: Which was the sequel to episode 251? Sure. Or is it the treacle?
1: I have no idea.
0: No, a treacle. Isn't that a candy?
1: I've never heard of it.
0: I think it is. It's like a British candy or something. Not that we know much about their stuff we would not yes we would not so enough of the chitty chatty banter is
1: let's that get what on you call that show. <laughs> yeah something like that okay
0: let's get on with it
1: let's get it on
0: all right so let's uh well let me ask you is there anything you want to say before we get going
1: uh because
0: oftentimes you do
1: no no i'm i am without speech
0: <laughs> for, for now. once for now <laughs> But you will be full of speech later on.
1: Oh, yes, you
0: will. (laughs) You better believe it, buddy. (laughs) Okay. So let's get rolling uh, with what we've been playing. Uh, I have not played anything. I'm glad to be home. I was traveling last week. Uh, It's been a crazy work week. And I'm looking ready to decompress the next couple days and play some gaming as things are kind of slowing down a little bit. But how about you, Mark?
1: Oh, I got a little gaming in, but it was a little slower this week. Yeah. Um, I did play some Black Ops 2 uh, over the weekend. Well, actually, Friday. I don't think I played it at all this weekend. Um, but um, I played a little Halo 4, which, um, you know, I found this frustrating to play. I wanted to play um, Spartan Ops with my son, and it initially wouldn't let – he doesn't have an Xbox Live account. He's just got a local account, so it wouldn't let him play Spartan Ops. Right. So he, I had to go, like, get all the way out of the game. I had to completely shut the, everything off and turn it back on so I could get him, you know, his account signed out. And I know there was an easier way to do it, but it was just yeah, I was so ticked off that, you know, just gave it the fingered reboot, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but I had to go in and have him in as a guest to me because even though I'm playing local, it's somehow still tied into Xbox Live. Even though it's just a local game I'm playing. You know what? It just really frustrated me that it's like, I'm not going to pay. Why can't I play a game with my son on locally without him having to be at be an Xbox Live account? I, my kids are too young to be on live, period. Mm-hmm. You know? And the Xbox downstairs isn't even hooked up to the internet because it's one of the old ones. that doesn't have a wireless card in it, you know? So yeah, yeah. I'm not running a cable... You know, from upstairs well, downstairs, none of them hang it of off. Start, right? <laughs> the old one, the new ones do.
0: Oh, the uh, the black the ones,
1: the slims, yeah. But my old Xbox, just the yeah. white one, you know, it it uh, doesn't have anything in it, so they're not, That one's not even hooked up, so that's what they play yeah. on all the time. Yeah. So that was a little frustrating, but we did get a round or two in of that finally. Um, and I actually put in an old gem of a game, a uh, Bullet Storm, oh, and. Yeah. You know what, man, and I've got the game completely beat on the campaign and stuff, but this game makes me want to go back, and I've, I've been so badly this last week, wanted to play the campaign over again. Okay. Just because it was so much fun. I was just playing some of the Echo modes, and I played some Anarchy online with a couple people, and uh, I'm just like, the Echoes just made me, you know, with that whip and the, all the cool... Kill, uh, forgot what they're called. Kill streaks. Um, I, I'm like, I want to play the campaign again. You know? <laughs> like it was so much fun, but uh, I didn't do it. So, um, but I might. Man, it, it keeps calling. It keeps calling my name. Come back and play. It's such a fun game. So, oh, and yes, I do. I'm actually want to interject something else here. That's all I've played. Um, interject. I need to interject.
0: You know the interjections. They they show emotion and excitement.
1: <laughs> well, I've got excitement, baby, um, because <laughs> Crackdown is the free game for Games with Gold. It's right out on. right now, and nice. uh, it's interesting. There's been some comments, like a lot of people have been talking on on the Facebook group that we have about you know looking forward to it, loving the game, and then some people never played, got it, and they're coming out like. Why is everyone like this game? The shooting mechanics suck, the driving mechanics suck, you know, all this stuff and it's repetitive. And I'm like, you need to, and I, so my response was, you gotta get the agility orbs to get your agent, you know, skilled in all these different areas. And I'm like, as you use the weapons and you drive and you get agility orbs, your, all your stuff gets better, your stat, you know, everything improves. And I'm like, just keep playing it, you know? I'm like, hey, right, right. it's awesome. And I, the fun part to me was, like, getting the orbs. I mean, I love the game. And, yes, it's sort of repetitive because it's like, go kill these gang members and then go, you know, clean up this section then go into the next section. But it does get harder. And, like, when you go to that last group and you're going for, uh, let's see, you got the Los Muertos, the Volt, and... Um, Chevy Volt. No, um, I can't remember the third guys. They were like the uh, um, Chinese or Japanese gang. Um, but when you're going Yakuza? there. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Not the Yakuza. Um, you're going. Oh, great. Wonderful. I um, need to fix that. Uh, let me see. What is the other group? Because I'm just. It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Oh, there's the Shy Gen. So that's the third group. So when you're going for like the Shy Gen, man, they got these. It, it's repetitive, but like everybody's area is different. Shy Jen is like downtown with the big skyscrapers. And you go going at the final guy, you gotta work your way up the skyscraper. And there's actually like platforming in there. So on top of shooting guys, there's some tough platforming areas where you gotta, you gotta like jump and leap over these areas. And if you don't have your agility all maxed out stuff, you're not gonna be able to do it. And, you know, so, I, you know, all I'm saying was telling these people, keep playing. Your, your stats and stuff on that improve as you go. And the real fun part is when you get your agent up there. I mean, dude, you can pick cars up and hurl them at people. You can, you can leap from building to building and, and like you can shoot guys on the street with like these homing rocket, you know, rocket launchers. And that's my favorite one is the homing rocket launcher. And you just shoot it and then you target another guy and it's just, I mean, the mass destruction and stuff blowing up and, you know, the cars flying through. It's just so much fun, man. It's just like a playground of destruction, you know. So <laughs> nice. that's so I, you know that was my thing, and a lot of other people commented the same thing. Keep playing it, give it a couple hours. Don't don't uh, don't make a judgment on the first ten minutes. This is a game that will get so much better as you keep going because you're just you're leveling up your guy. Um, and but then again, even as you're leveling up, the guys are going to get harder. But oh, it's so much fun. And you're going to die a lot, but it's so much fun. Um, and then if you get a chance, you know, if you're playing and you're frustrated, if you see me on, man, shoot me a, shoot me an invite. I don't care what I'm playing. I will probably stop what I'm playing and I'll pop Crackdown in and play. I've got, I own both Crackdown 1 and 2. Um, you know, hit me up. I'll join you. You know, you can play. It does have co-ops. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we can take on these agencies together, these gangs together. Um, so, but there's a lot of things that are fun in it, like just getting the orbs and then trying to go to the top of the agency tower. There's, um, if I recall, there's, a, uh, will have to look it up, but I do think that there's an achievement for going to the top of the agency tower and then jumping down to the bottom and not dying. Um, and I think that there's one spot you can jump into a pool and you have to hit it just right. Um, I hope I'm getting that right. But there's something to do about jumping off the agency tower and, uh, you know, making that sort of thing happen. So it's just, it's a lot of fun, man. The game is, there's a lot to it. So keep, keep playing. That's my recommendation. And if you, you know, want some help or just shoot me an invite, man, I'll, I'll hop in and join you. Cause that, that's just so much fun. I love the, I love, I love the game, man. It's a blast. So, but that is pretty much what I did.
0: You know, uh, I want to mention something real quick about Halo 4. So I was messing around with the uh, Xbox app on my uh, Android phone, just looking through stuff just for the heck of it, and I pulled up Halo 4, and I never really looked at this before. So Halo 4 was one of the few games that I actually finished on, uh, on the Xbox. I played it all the way through a couple months back, I never really paid attention to the achievements on there, but I only have... It's I, I, don't, I don't think it's fair how you can actually complete a game and only have 11 achievements.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating. You,
0: you know, I mean, it, it was 11 achievements and 130 points, gamer score. You would think that if you finish a game...
1: Which game was this? You'd have more. Halo, Halo 4. 4? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, I didn't follow any of the you – know, I didn't look at what all the achievements were. I, I know a lot of them are very specific. Is, I, I got it pulled up here. Like there was something about Complete Mission 4 with one preventable marine death on Heroic or Harder. And mission 1, find, the, find an Axis Chief's record. I, I understand that a lot of this stuff, you basically need to search out for it. But I was just really surprised at how little gamer score I got, Just even though I completed the whole thing. I figured I, I never thought I would be close to 1,000, but I never thought I would be closer to zero than 1,000.
1: <laughs> yeah, after you complete a game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I feel like, you know, if, if there's. I don't know. It, its I like to have like a you know when you're just going through the game that's why i like borderlands so much you can yeah. get a huge chunk just by playing a game uh, i think the original borderlands you could pretty much get everything um just by playing it and it, it's not you know you don't put in eight hours and go oh you only got 11 achievements you know it's just like what the heck i played the whole game and i barely scratched the surface achievement wise so yeah i'd like to see it better you know even like 50 50 you know Give me half of them, you know, but who knows? We're going to see the achievement system get really changed up here in the next Xbox. So it's probably going to get even worse.
0: (laughs) I'm looking at the ones that actually do have, and the majority of them are all completed mission whatever on any difficulty. (laughs) Yeah. That's lame. All the easy stuff. Lame, lame, lame. So. I just thought I would mention that. Yeah. So, all right. So, that's it for what we've been playing. Let's get on with the shoe. You mean the show? The shoe.
1: I don't care about your shoe. What <laughs> well, you I do should. care about is Xbox One, baby! Yeah!
0: Well, tell me more about but this before Xbox Before I
1: go thing. into there, I want to I clarify. The achievement in Crackdown is called Base Jumper. You jump from the top of the agency tower and land in the water below. So, I, I don't remember you might die. I think you might still die, but if you land in the water and there's, there's one spot somewhere on there, you'll have to look it up, but you know, you get an achievement just for getting to the top of the agency tower. And I mean, to the tippy top. Um, and that's, that takes you a little while to get there, but then there's somewhere along there, there's uh you can jump off a specific point and land in this little pool. in a little pond, if you will, it's at the bottom of the thing. So if you do that, that's called base jumper. And that's another one, but you know, there's just like, Like another achievement, kill 200 gang members without dying yourself. I mean, you know, it seems like a lot, but really it's not that hard to do. Once you get, you know, ranked up and stuff and you just unleash on people, man. Um, You start blowing trucks and stuff up, but there's just so much cool stuff um, that you can do in that game. So I highly recommend you guys keep keep playing. But uh, anyways, I am excited for Xbox One, but Rob, I got to... All right, I'm going to I'm going to let me see I'm going to do this. I'm going to read something to you. And then I want you I want your thought. Does anything come to mind while I read this, okay? So this is from I'm going to read this right off Major Nelson's blog. Okay. This this has to do with matchmaking on Xbox One with Smart Match. All right, so here we go.
0: Well, I don't need matchmaking you know, cuz I'm I'm married.
1: Okay. All right, well let me let me let me read it, and then you tell me if there's any thoughts to compare to what I read, okay. not not to your love life, okay? Because okay. <laughs> Xbox doesn't care about your love life. <laughs> uh, at E3, we share details on how Smart Match, that is coming to Xbox One, I thought you'd like to hear more about Xbox One's Smart Match and how it will work. So Smart Match finds the perfect players for the perfect game, okay? That's the headline here. Smart Match on Xbox One is matchmaking evolved. It's smarter, faster, and optimized to help you play with exactly the people you want when you want. The advanced party system goes way beyond the beacons of Xbox 360, which was limited to people you already knew. Helping you discover and connect easily with players is now central to the experience. In addition, for the first time ever, games will be able to share player stats with Xbox Live and each other to learn, evolve, and provide gamers with the best possible matchmaking available. The results, titles, have the ability to match you with other players based on reputation, um, skill, language, age, and even your specific gameplay style. You won't find yourself in way over your head, but you'll always have a good challenge. Cool. Okay, so that's, that's the first little thing. There's three little categories. So the next uh-huh. category is smart match frees up your time. With Smart Match, you can do whatever you want while Xbox One finds your perfect match. This means that less popular multiplayer modes and maps that have traditionally taken a long time to find players suddenly become playable, because Snap Mode is a core feature of Xbox One that lets you do two things at once. You no longer have to wait in lobbies while Xbox Live is matchmaking for you. One friend can even set up matches for you for your whole party. While Xbox Live is matchmaking, you're untethered and free to do what you want like watch TV or check out your favorite websites or apps while waiting for your next game. If you're playing digital games, you can even play one while Smart Match prepares a second. This freedom to break out, waiting in lobbies, and to do whatever you want is what separates Xbox One from systems that don't have a way to instantly switch between tasks.
0: Now, what do they mean by digital games there? I mean, is there anything specific? I would think that would just be any game, right?
1: Well, I guess it means I don't know because, yeah, if you're playing digital, aren't they all going to be digital? They all the games have to be installed, right? But to me, that that sounds more of like you know a non-disc-based games is what it sounds to me like. I mean, that's the way I would take it because you're you're actually saying if you're playing digital games, yeah. What does that mean?
0: What what kind of games are there? You know, aren't they all?
1: I would think so if they all have to be installed. Yeah. Because it doesn't say downloadable games, but. Okay, so that's that's a good question. That's not what I was looking for, but that's a good question. Okay, so Smart Match lets you know when your game is ready. So that's the third little thing. After you or a party member inputs the criteria for your perfect game, do something more fun than waiting. It's up to you. Play another game, find some new DLC, jump on Reddit, update your movie queue, play some music, Skype with your friends, like, comment, retweet, take yourself as many touch points away from matchmaking process as you can, and you still don't need to worry about finding your way back. Once Xbox One is done finding your perfect match, it will prompt you with a simple toast, no matter where you are or what you're doing, so you can straight jump straight into playing. So, did any outside of the digital game, anything else come to your mind?
0: Well, like I'm not out. really sure I'm not really sure exactly what you're getting at, but the other thing that did kind of occur to me was it seems like it might take a long time
1: bingo <laughs> you you hit it. They said at the very first sentence, it's smarter, faster, and optimized to help you play exactly the people you want, okay blah blah blah. It's smarter and faster, so if it's faster than what it is today then why would I have to go and do something else? You know, I don't go and do something else now. And maybe it's,
0: maybe it's just trying to set the expectation that, especially if you're trying to do something oddball, not very popular, that it, you have opportunities to do things where most of the time it might match you instantly or near instantly or a couple seconds minute. Yeah,
1: maybe. I mean, but I, you know, I know Call of Duty sometimes, like, if I'm by myself, bam, I mean, it puts me right into a match. When I've got a lobby or a party of people, it does, there is some time there. But now, my other thought was, okay, it, to me, they may say it's gonna speed up, but if it is smarter and faster and optimized, then it, it, I shouldn't have to, why, you know, how much time am I gonna have? It's almost like they're saying it's faster. However, you're gonna have all this time to tweet to Facebook to change your movie queue, look for some DLC, play another game. Why would I jump into another game if I'm waiting to play another one? You know what I mean? I mean and it's probably because I haven't wrapped my head around the new system. I'm still on well, three sixty, it's one game at a time. It's you know, so it's probably a lot of it doesn't make sense yet because, you know, they're they're like multitasking and you know, Microsoft said multitasking since Windows 95, and I, we've never really – I think we're finally getting there. <laughs> you know, we finally – you know, with Windows 7, I think we finally actually have achieved true multitasking. But, um, you know, still, even with that, it's – it's, um, you know, I don't know. It, on the console, I sit down to do something. It, it just seems odd to me. I, it was more of a – it's faster – but yet they talk about you're going to be able to do all this other stuff while you wait <laughs> so i mean, oh, exactly. it, to me it was like huh it's faster but i'm going to have more time to wait that's what it seems like um and then the other thought was it says okay so one friend can even set up matches for everybody and then every, but everybody can be like playing something else so the one guy who sets it up if nobody's jumping into that lobby and it just tells everybody, okay, all you guys, okay, so Rob, okay, so, see, Rob, I'm saying, Brun and you and I, we're gonna play a game. Right. And you got, you know, Brun's playing Battlefield 3, you're playing Candy Crusher, and I'm now like, alright guys, uh, so gonna, I'm gonna set up a, a Call of Duty game, right? So,
0: yeah.
1: I go and set it up, and I'm sitting there in the lobby, and you know? I'm, okay, I've got it ready, and then it sends you guys this, what they call it, a a token? Think is what toast. That's I toast. Thought you said toast. Yeah, toast. So it sends you a toast. But I'm still going to sit there and be waiting until you guys pop in. Do you know what I mean? It's like so if you're going yeah, to well wait, I'm 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 trying to finish my level. Let me get to a save point and then I'll go join. Exactly. Match. Somebody's still waiting around. Oh yeah. If you got a big enough group, you may never get that match going. <laughs> you know. So. I just found the article kind of interesting. And, I mean, again, yeah, we yeah. don't know how it's going to work. You know, we'll know better. It'll probably make a lot more sense once we have the Xbox One on our hands. But reading it, I was just kind of going, huh? and scratched my head. Oh, yeah. Smarter and faster. You know, We're going to be waiting, so find something else to do. <laughs> our
0: puny brains cannot comprehend it yet.
1: We cannot comprehend the awesomeness of Xbox One. Yes. And, and well, the other thing, too, is, is it really going to work now that we're going back to disc-based games and you have to put the disc in? You can't necessarily just quick jump or snap or, you know, yo, play this game, you know? Because remember, they were showing you could just quit a game anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like it's paused or something, you know, and you can always just go back to go watch TV, and then you go back, you know, say Xbox game, boom, you're right back to your game right where you were, paused. But if you get a disc-based, it's not necessarily going to be able to pause it if you have to swap the disc. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, you hit it. it you hit the nail on the head there. Um, you All the, right. You got the same read I did. Success. It, it says faster, yet it sounds like we're going to have a lot of free time waiting. <laughs> so,
0: or maybe there's just lots of possibilities for waiting.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen you can- I've never had wait times where I'm like, well, why don't I just go do something else? Call of Duty, I've had some good length times, but everybody, I can't see all these people disappearing. I mean, that's what I guess I can't wrap my head around. I think about the times that I've sat and waiting on a Call of Duty match. You know, like when you get six guys in a game and you're trying to match up with another six, it doesn't look, even if it's team deathmatch, for some reason, it doesn't it has a hard time getting those six together. And then I watch people where the lobby fills up, the game starts to count down, and then somebody bails. Well then it restarts. It like it restarts the countdown, trying to get that, you know, making even teams. Right. And I'm like, if someone's bouncing out because they're going to play something else, or they're gonna or they're waiting for that game to start, then either you're gonna start a game, maybe the game will start, with these quote people. Yeah, the game could start. You could end up with like a six on one because five people on the other team are tweeting, downloading DLC. They didn't get the, they didn't see the, the toast that says, Hey, your game started. You know, or does, does everybody have to check into the lobby? You know, I I mean, it's just kind of weird. It just seems, I'm not sure how this is working. (laughs) So I'll be curious to finally find out, but
0: I would think that. In some well, the the system is totally changed. Of course, it's matching on a much more granular level than before. So possibly, that's it. Because now when it matches, it'll match anybody, right?
1: Um, I think there's still some stuff it spot? does, like skill based and and stuff. It's supposed to, but I, I don't. Sometimes it doesn't seem to. Sometimes it just seems to throw you in with anybody.
0: Yeah. So, so I would think that maybe it'll take slightly longer the, the back end system's probably quicker but it might take slightly longer to match based on
1: but they said it's granular. faster oh yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> of i guess course. it's all
1: relative to what they mean by faster yeah so but it did it just sounded like it was like an oxymoron to me you know
0: yes it's but faster it's a,
1: So you'll have time to Twitter and Facebook and
0: play another game. If it snaps
1: faster, I shouldn't have time to play another game. (laughs) Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: That's right. That's right. All right, moving on. Uh, There was, uh, well, if you haven't checked it out, the news.xbox.com is pretty awesome. And you can actually even subscribe to it through your RSS feed. Like I've got it up on my Feedly. My new uh, Google Reader. So
1: Google Reader, bye oh, bye. Dare you drop something that I wasn't prepared to replace, <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude? When I heard that it was being replaced, I'm like, oh, oh, oh what do I do? What would I go now? Because... <laughs> You just get so used to it.
1: Dude, it was a nightmare to find something to replace it. It's yeah. like everything I tried, I'm like, this does not do what I want. Or you know, they're trying to be like, ooh, it's like a magazine. I don't want to look at a magazine. Oh, yeah. I just want to feed my list of my stuff. Like I just wanted to be like Google Reader.
0: Exactly. And
1: it's like it was a nightmare to find something, you know. What was what was
0: that one we used to use back in the day, that Windows app? Feed Demon?
1: Uh, uh no. Net News net newswire which is what i never Googled. used that yeah you're the one that told me how to net newswire i got that from you really yes
0: because <laughs> i used to use feed demon it yeah. was a windows app that would it would do all the rss stuff for you so it would, it would pull it down all on its own yep it was not web-based
1: right Yep, Net Newswire was.
0: Well, then I sh- I told you about Net Newswire, and then I went elsewhere. And
1: you went elsewhere and didn't update. <laughs> yeah, I see how you are.
0: I'm an awful friend, aren't I? You
1: are. So. Well,
0: just so you know, now I'm on Feedly.
1: <laughs> so am I. Okay. Because we don't think we had a choice. Now that's <laughs> about the only option out there. That's it's about yeah decent. Yeah, that's manageable. That, that actually even does what it says it's supposed to do. So. Yeah,
0: because I've got about a hundred feeds that I follow. <laughs> So some of these, I mean, they just choke.
1: Yeah,
0: They just choke because of all the a hundred ones, some of them are such high volume that if I don't read it for, I don't know, 20 hours or whatnot, then it's immediately like 2000 unread messages.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and all these other, all these other services would be like oh, 2000. I can't handle it in one page, <laughs> but Feedly is great. So, Anyway, go to news.xbox.com, go all the way down to the bottom, and you can subscribe. You, too, can be cool like Mark and I. Yeah. Or at least have it on a feed. Well,
1: you can be, pretend to be cool like us. Yeah,
0: yes, yes. So uh, another new feature on Xbox One that's going to be coming out is the reputation system. So Michael Dunn, the pro- program manager on Xbox Live, did a pretty cool little write-up on this. Uh, This was uh, a couple days ago. This would have been on Wednesday last week, the 31st. And I'll just go through and kind of skim through it real quick here. So he writes, uh, he's been working on the team for five years, and he spent a lot of time working on this uh, and all the reputation system, uh, including uh, smart match technology and so forth. And he goes, uh, no question that Xbox Live is a distinct community of passionate gamers. We love that, but just like in life, there are all types of people, some shy, some polite, some aggressive, some snarky, one of my favorite words nowadays, Uh, some annoying, hmm? we all know somebody that is that, I'm sure, and some that can't avoid swearing uh, when bleep happens to them. Most Xbox Live players are polite online and know how to socially adjust the people that they're playing with, but not everyone does this. And it can be challenging to pick up on social cues when you're connected online and not face-to-face in the same room. And I'd like to add also that, you know, since uh, Xbox Live is global in some cases, uh, you even have cultural differences as well. They're probably playing through the mix. So, with the new community-powered reputation model for Xbox One, we want to help you avoid the players you don't want to play with. If you don't want to play with cheats or jerks, you shouldn't have to. I'll keep... I I was going to say something snarky, Uh but I will keep it to myself you might cry, Mark. Okay. So our new reputation model helps expose people that aren't fun to be around and creates real consequences for troublemakers that harass our good players. And I got to say, awesome. Fantastic. About time. Uh, some of this stuff can really ruin an experience, don't you think?
1: Yes. Yes, it can. It just,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can really even dampen the game experience, not just the online experience, but ruin a particular game for people. So he goes on to say, how are we doing this? We're simplifying the mechanism for Xbox One, moving from a survey option to more direct feedback, including things like block or mute player actions into a feedback model. The new model will take all of the feedback from a player's online Flow and put it into a system with a crazy algorithm we created and validated with an MSR, PhD. I guess that's maybe a psychiatrist or something. Who knows? Uh, To make sure that they are fair for everyone. Ultimately, reputation score will determine which category you are assigned. Green means good player, yellow needs improvement, or red, avoid me look at someone's gamer card and you'll be able to quickly see their reputation and your reputation score is ultimately up to you. That's 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 good. Your future is in your own hands. The more hours you play online without being a jerk, the better your reputation will be similar to the more hours you drive without an accident, the better your driving record and insurance rates will be. Most players will have good reputations and be seen as a good player. The algorithm is looking to identify players that are repeatedly disruptive on Xbox Live. We'll identify those players with a lower reputation score, and in the worst cases, they can earn the Avoid Me reputation. Before a player ends up with the Avoid Me reputation level, we will have sent many different alerts to the needs improvement player reminding them how their social gaming conduct is affecting lots of other gamers. The algorithm is sophisticated and won't penalize you for a few bad reports. And, you know, I got to add that this is probably good because you get some people that are just jerky and they'll just rate you negatively just for the heck of it. So it's good that they are uh, trying to filter on that. So even though... Uh, players might receive a few player feedback reports each month, and that is okay. The algorithm weighs the data collected, so if a dozen people suddenly report a single player, the system will look at a variety of factors before docking their reputation. We'll verify those people actually played in an online game with the reporter person. If not, all those player feedbacks won't matter as much as a single person who spent 15 minutes playing with the reported person. The system also looks at the reputation, you know, the person reporting the alleged offender frequency of reports from a single user and a user and a number of other factors. Oh, that's awesome. The system will continue to evolve and get better as we track the feedback we get from players uh, and titles. Plus add more consequences for the jerks. It also helps us match you with other gamers like you. Of course, the system will be as good as you make it. So all you need to do is report the players that are abusive, cheating or causing mayhem. And the reputation will reflect that. Thank you for helping us to continue to make Xbox live a place. We all love that is a a pretty cool thing. Mark,
1: I think
0: so. It's absolutely cool. It's it's in Microsoft's best interest to do something like this because if the Xbox Live experience is not a good one, people are, will be less apt to use it. Exactly. So this is uh, a win-win for everybody. It's a win for the users for that for the game players. And it's also a win for Microsoft. The only people that suffer is the people that are jerks, and yep. they should suffer.
1: It's nice, too, to know that, like, you know, I don't know. I'm You get in games, man, and I know that it, you get these people. You can be a legit player and playing good, and people get mad because you killed them too many times because you just are either had a good game or you're just better than them, so they're going to report you, you know. And you know it happens. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, so it's nice to know that if you get one guy that rates you bad, you're not going to, you know, you're, you're not going to take a hit. It's going to be a little smarter about that and realizes that people are stupid. Right, right. But if somebody's getting a whole bunch of, you know, hits of negativity because, you know, people think that they are cheating or abusing the system or they're, you know, they're just very vulgar or racist or something like that, and it's multiple people that are reporting them. Then you know those. There's going to be action taken on that. So that's that's good to see. It can't just be oh, one person said you you're a horrible person, so we're going to knock you down. So
0: because I guarantee some of those jerky people will be doing that on purpose. You know.
1: Oh yeah. So. But good.
0: So. Yeah yeah. Thank you, Microsoft. Thank you. This is one feature that we do understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, it,
0: get... it does. It does gel into my puny brain.
1: Yeah. All so right. moving on. Moving on. You can use video capture devices on Xbox One.
0: Nice, nice.
1: I think this is pretty good that they said it because you know with these devices coming in with it built on and having this application that that does it, that you know you might think well. Maybe they're not going to allow you to do other stuff because a lot of times, you know, these companies like to control everything, right? But what I did think when I did see and what I've heard about the recording is that the the DVR type of system in Xbox is not going to be one that – Xbox One, I should say – is not one that's like it's not running all the time. You can holler at your Kinect and and say like Xbox Record, I think – and it'll take a snapshot of, like, the last 30 seconds or something like that. It'll take quick clips of, you know, whatever you were doing. And then um, I'll have to go back and read. But I think it does, like, the last so many minutes of the match. Um, so, you know, you might – if you want to stream or capture an entire event – then you need to be able to use third-party capture devices. And um, Microsoft has stated that the Xbox One users will be able to use third-party capture cards and devices to record gameplay, just as you do currently on the 360. This is in addition to the built-in capture feature the company has announced. Um, But what about the PlayStation 4? Now, while the PS4 has its own internal capture and streaming to the Ustream service, There's no word yet on whether Sony's next console will have HDCP regulations like its predecessor does the PS3. Uh, PS3 users are able to bypass the HDCP by connecting their capture device through component cables, but the PS4 only has one HDMI port, and if HDCP is indeed in place on the PS4, thereby rendering any outside capture cards and devices ineffective on the console this could spell a problem for the world of esports and YouTube content creators. Oh yeah. So, um, and then the official word from Microsoft: Xbox One will support gameplay footage capture just as it works on Xbox 360. So, I think this is good news. I've got a capture device, and um, you know, if I don't like what the Xbox One offers me, then I can plug it into my what? What is it? I have a. Uh, it's called game capture. I, don't, I forgot who makes it. Oh, it's not. I don't. Your I don't iPhone? have it. It's no, not my iPhone. <laughs>
0: your iPhone pointed at your TV, and then all of a sudden you do a duck face oh, like the self portrait.
1: There you go. That's it. But
0: then you got to bring your TV into the bathroom so you capture the toilet in the background.
1: So, but anyways, this means Xbox One users won't be limited to the time restrictions on the console's built in capture application, and they'll have all the freedoms afforded them by being able to capture and tinker with post production. So, this is good news. This is, um, this is good. And, um, you know, it's nice to see that we may have, uh, something positive over the PlayStation for once. Not that I want PlayStation to fail or anything. It's going to be a success, and they're going to, you know, it's just, it's just nice with all the negativity recently. Recently to say, hey, here's something that, you know, then this could be big because there's a lot of people that capture content, you know, and if people don't want to use Ustream, you know, then, but again, if, if they capture everything to Ustream and, and if you can stream it all and you don't have the time regulations, then you can probably still do stuff on Ustream and move it to YouTube and stuff. So, I mean, it may not be that important, but, you know, people. If people want to edit it and do different things before they upload it, then you, you know Xbox One might be the only route that you're going to be able to do that. Yeah. So, keep that in mind. Okay, I will. All right. <laughs>
0: okay. All right, moving on. So, Electronic Arts and Star Wars. There's a slight connection there.
1: Isn't Is there really? Art?
0: Yeah, a slight connection. It's a small one. Yeah. Mainly, if you want Star Wars in form of a game, you have to go to EA. Thank you, Disney. Anyway, so Star Wars 7 is going to be out in two years, in summer of 2015. Set your calendar uh, appropriately, I guess. And EA will have a game, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, which they say they will most likely release alongside of Star Wars seven. Whether it happens or not, we'll see. Although it's very likely that it's going to be a next gen game. I would pretty much say that that is safe to say.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Twenty fifteen, I hope so. Yeah,
0: it'll be it'll be what, a year and a half into the cycle? Yeah. (laughs) Approximately.
1: Maybe two years if it comes out at the end of the cycle.
0: That's that's right. And uh, well, well, we'll see what happens with this. So you know, we do know that Battlefront or uh, Star Wars Battlefront from EA and Dice is uh, is on the horizon, summer of 2015.
1: Yay! This, this is one of those
0: things of where at this moment I don't really care about it because it's just too far ahead. Yep. I can't think about it. I can barely focus on what's happening two weeks.
1: I'm more now. excited about the movie than I am the game.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's so far away that it's like, yeah, you know, I'll believe it when I see it.
0: Absolutely. Although I might have one thing going for it, and that's that it will be so far into the cycle that maybe they'll be really cool. They'll they'll have all this extra programming time in on the next-gen systems that will be, you know, cooler than what we can imagine today.
1: That's true. That is very true.
0: Anyway, enough of that.
1: All right, enough of that. Well, baby, it's about sequels, and I am so excited for this announcement. Um, it's not really an announcement, but it is. Uh, Square Enix CEO for the Americas and Europe, Phil Rogers, has confirmed a sequel to the acclaimed Tomb Raider reboot is right. well into development. Yes. yes. Woo-hoo-hoo. Dude, I still think even... <laughs> what
0: was in, that? Was that Trumpets?
1: Bum, 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 bum. It's something. Um, okay. We're into August, and I have yet to play a game that trumps Tomb Raider, in my opinion. I know a lot of people yeah. come out and said Bioshock Infinite, but I still yeah, haven't played good. that one, and it was good. But I still think Tomb Raider, by far, was a much better yes. game.
0: It Absolutely. Oh,
1: so, so much fun.
0: Phenomenal.
1: And I, if they would have put out single-player DLC... I would have bought it day one, every time, for every piece. They could have put out eight pieces of it now, and I would have bought every one of them.
0: Because they said no DLC, right?
1: Uh, multiplayer. All the oh, stuff no they put out has been all multiplayer DLC. They yeah. did no single-player DLC, which I thought was dumb! Dumb, because the multiplayer in this game was horrible. <laughs> but yeah. the campaign single-player was phenom. I absolutely loved it. And to me, it's still my pick for 20, Game of the Year 2013. Um. You know, we'll see what happens with, you know, some of the stuff coming out at the end of the year, but I don't expect, I don't expect Battlefield or Call of Duty to surpass it because those are going to be more of the same. Um, Watch Dogs could potentially steal the title, you know, in my opinion, but I, I don't know because if it, you know, Watch Dogs looks more of like a GTA, you know, type of game, which is open world type of thing. Um, you know, it might look really good, but we'll have to see how it plays, but, Tomb Raider is fantastic, and, and again, if if you haven't yet played Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider reboot, to me, that's a must-play game on this system. It is fantastic. Absolutely,
0: and James, this means you play it now.
1: I'm done. <laughs> okay, so am he's I. Co-worker, it's a co-worker.
0: It's a, <laughs> oh. a co-worker. He's been playing Halo Four for months now. I keep telling him play Tomb Raider. Yeah, I think he's got it. I oh. play Tomb Raider. Stop Halo Four.
1: Yeah.
0: If you play it through, it only gives you 130 points.
1: <laughs> well, he's obviously doing the multiplayer. Yeah. If he's still playing, or yeah. he's just really taking <laughs> his time with the campaign. No,
0: he was. He was telling me he's he's going to get his wife to play through. Actually, yeah, he's going to play co-op with his wife. I'm like, wow. She must really love you.
1: <laughs> life doesn't do shooter games.
0: <laughs> I was I was thinking about something while you were talking about that because this year will be an unprecedented year for this podcast because we will have two systems to talk about. Ooh. So what are we going to do cuz we're cuz we're both pre-ordering. We're going to get it uh eat, what are we what are we saying now? It's going to be day one? 11/12?
1: I hope not. Or man. it'll
0: be 11.5.
1: I want 11.5, man. I'm praying. Yeah, because that's 5. right. Because
0: yeah, 12, you're going to be gone
1: or something. I'm going to be okay, out of so... town the to week 11, 12, 13. <laughs> so, <laughs> no! <laughs> that will kill me to know that it's sitting in my house waiting for me.
0: Well, you would hope it would be sitting in your house and not on your front porch and your neighbor's plane.
1: Oh, no. No, no. Uh, trust me. I will be calling the wife, texting her every 10 minutes. Did it yeah. arrive? Did it arrive? I'll be watching the UPS.
0: Wait, were you deliver. going for work? It's
1: been delivered. I'll be gone for work. Yeah.
0: Okay, get it redirected to your hotel room.
1: I should have it shipped to me. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Well, if you, or you can get your wife to overnight it to you, so then you get it on Wednesday, so you can play it the hotel, and and then all of a sudden you're supposed to be back on Sunday. Mark, where are you? <laughs> I'm still playing in the hotel room. They're kicking me out. <laughs> I don't want to leave.
1: Well, the good news but, is that I do know that where I'm going, uh, yeah. there will be there's other listeners to the show in the area, and if if any of them oh, are yeah. getting it, I might just have to invite myself <laughs> over to their house. Yeah, to you're see gonna, their unboxing. <laughs> you're
0: going to be that unwelcome that uh,
1: God, welcome guest <laughs> house guest. Be like all of a sudden they get a knock at their door, and it's me. Hey, you got Xbox One yet? <laughs> Can I see it? <laughs>
0: It could be like that Encore guy. I'll be over at 7. <laughs> but I, I was saying that it's going to be an unpre- unprecedented thing for the podcast because we started this back in 08, where the Xbox 360, it's been out, what, for three, two, three years at that time?
1: Yeah. And the original so, Xbox was already expired. Or- oh,
0: very much so, yeah. So this year, how are we going to handle the best game? Are Are we going to just... Make it say a game platform. period, or do we have to split it?
1: We might have to split it per platform. But,
0: yeah. But that might be kind of tough, because if the system comes out in November, there's probably not going to be much for the three, for well, the Xbox One. But I, we can still do it.
1: We can try. We can pick for yeah. each platform. I think that's what we'll have to do. And, you know, our picks might be, you know, i, I I still might say game of the year, like game of the year. I think you're just going to pick what your game of the year is period. You know, to me, game of the year is this is the game that I absolutely was my favorite. It doesn't matter a platform, you know, if you played an iPhone game and that was just consumed all your time and you loved it, then that's the game of the year for you. I mean, it's to me, that's the way it should be. So for game of year, it's just, you pick one game period. And then we can always pick our top for 360, top for Xbox one. You know, and there won't be a lot out for Xbox One at that time. You know, there's going to be a handful of games out. Yeah. So. We'll
0: be an listen. easier choice.
1: It will be. Mm, is it Forza or Call of Duty or Battlefield Parks, or yeah. Rise Parks, or Dead Rising? You know, it's about Parks it.
0: favorite game is Lawn Jarts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. But we'll okay. figure that just, out.
0: When we just a think. thought, yeah. Absolutely. We'll figure that out offline.
1: Exactly. So, moving on to your next story.
0: Okay, moving on. (laughs) Moving right along. All right, more... Uh, Well, well, we had the reputation system, and then there is the Xbox Enforcement United. So, this is Microsoft's new player-run police squad to... Help the Xbox Live experience. I guess maybe that's a good way to put it. So Xbox Enforcement United... I I can't think of a a good way to say this because it's X-E-U. There's no way to say that acronym.
1: No, there's not. So
0: so Xbox Enforcement United, uh, as it's called, allows Xbox Live Gold players... So does that mean if you're silver, you're out of luck? Yep. Anyway, to provide... Input on whether other players violate the Xbox code of conduct. The program will start with gamer tags, allowing uh, volunteers to decide through a compiled algorithm whether certain names are offensive and violate Xbox rules. Further on, uh, say members who join the Enforcement United. Beta will participate by providing their opinions of whether particular content, initially gamer tags, violate the Xbox Live Code of Conduct. These decisions from participants feed into an algorithm our team developed. This algorithm takes several factors into account, like how many participants believe there had been a violation and how reliably those individual members' historical decisions aligned with the general consensus. So basically we're looking at a bunch of people that will be policing Xbox Live in various forms, initially with gamer tags, and it'll eventually probably move further than that. I, I wonder really how this would align with the reputation system. So... Mark, let me ask you this then. So the reputation system is more about your conduct in a game. Would you say that this is more about the outside of the game experience?
1: Yeah, to me it sounds more of they're just going to review gamer tags, at least for a start. Because so, I've come across gamer tags, and I'm like, dude, how is this even allowed? You know, yeah, I, right. I actually reported one Not long ago, Um, I I honestly don't remember what it was, Um, but and even if I remembered, I wouldn't tell you because it was pretty nasty. But I'm just like, how did this get approved? How how are they able to? And it was, you know, it wasn't like lead speak. It was just so obvious. You know, it was one of those they just changed a couple letters or put a number in. You know, like a three for an e or something, and. You know, it was, it, it's just one of those types of things that you're kind of like, how did that get by? This is mm-hmm. definitely very offensive and vulgar. And, you know, so I reported them, and um, it probably was, I actually got a message. I'm assuming that's the one it was, because I got a, an Xbox Live message one day saying that somebody I reported, you know, one of my recent reportings has been handled. You know, and they you know thank you for helping <laughs> He's Xbox been live out. <laughs> so somebody's had their gamer tag change, yeah. either changed or locked out or something. But I mean, it was I just remember it was just like I saw it and I was like, what? It was pretty offensive. So oh wow. Um, so I think she, it dark, It sounds like that's what it's going to be. Is it, almost like you can do it at your computer or something, or maybe it's on 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 the on the Xbox. But there's going to just be like you know they're going to flash one at you and you got a few seconds to say, is this offensive or not? And I think there's so many they're going to have you do. And it's just going to just, you're just going to get a bunch of random names every day and to help find those things that they're missing that, you know, people are trying to skirt the system to, you know, obviously certain words are flagged. So they try to get around it by doing different things or, or, you know, so I think that's what this is all about. And maybe they'll move it up Maybe people who, because right now you have to be an Xbox ambassador, which I actually was at one time. I got into it, and it didn't last long because it annoyed me. Like I would, I turn my computer on, and it would automatically, as soon as I turn my computer on, Skype comes on. It would automatically start sending me questions, and I'm like, dude, I'm I'm like starting my work day, I don't, you know, so I'd have to. You know, I had to keep saying, no, don't send me stuff and all you could do is like for four hours or I'm logging off. Um, and, and really the only time I used Skype was when you and I were recording the show. So it was right. always sending me messages like, you know, people asking questions in the, while we're trying to record. I'm like, I don't have time to do this. So I actually requested to be removed from it and I got oh, wow. taken okay. back out. So I can't, I can't get in this beta for this piece because that's the only thing I don't qualify for is I'm no longer an ambassador. <laughs> Right, right. But again, it's like, I don't really, I don't want to be the cops. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, people at Microsoft are getting paid to do this, you know? So why should, you know, it's kind of cool. They got the ambassador program and stuff, but I feel when we're spending all this money for Xbox live and there's people that they're, you know, people that have jobs working for the company, I kind of concerned that is this a way for them to start getting rid of overhead? and cutting people's jobs and let the community do the job of what they're paying people money to do, I don't, you know, I'd rather not do that. I don't want to take jobs away from people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's good that there's a way to, if something gets through the system for us to say, Hey, but we can do that right now. If I see it, I can go and report the gamer tag right yeah. on my Xbox, Yep. you know? So um, I don't know. I don't, and if they expand this, I don't think that really, necessarily needs to go there and then you got too many people that are just you know they can't separate themselves from the game i don't even think i'd be good if i was in a game if someone ticked me off man i'd be like "Ah, i'm reporting you you know i already do it now in call of duty which report player cheating (laughs) boosting whatever (laughs) you know but again if they're one of those guys well when they're running 70 and one yeah i'm kind of or when the match starts, they're already, you know, got the bombers coming in. And like, we just started, you know? How is there air support already? Um, I've I've seen that happen a couple of times, you know. So then it's like, okay, you know, now that's those are the people that you start to report. Oh yeah. But not just because some dude just kicks my butt all the time, which happens. I'd have to report everybody. <laughs> all twelve of these people in this match—they were all cheaters. I'm banning you. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So, no, I don't want the ability to be a cop on Xbox. I don't need that. I want to, I want my, I want to play. I want to get in and have fun. I don't want to have to police it up. So, and I just think let the, let, hire people to do it and let it run it, run it that way the way you've been doing it. Um, leaving it to the community, I think opens up too many issues of people getting, you know, well, let's get this clan. Or I got a clan of twelve guys. We're all gonna, you know, get this guy kicked out or something because we're all gonna report him. The good thing is the new system doesn't allow that. They'll they'll ignore the ones where it says I'm I'm uh, this guy offended me. Well, we we can tell that you never ever played with him. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's just I'd rather see it run as it is today. I think it's pretty good. Just improve the tools for those guys.
0: Now, one question that I've got is. Let's say if the system flags you as needing to change your GamerTag. All right. So you have to change your GamerTag? Do you have to pay? Was it 800 Microsoft points? or?
1: I don't think if they require you to because it's, they might. I mean, it is the terms of service, but chances are I would expect Microsoft just to give it to you for free. Say so you need to change it.
0: Or it's part of your punishment. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't I'd have no problem making yeah. them play if they if <laughs> if they went against the term I mean you know I mean come on you know when you it's obvious make them pay say you either you pay the 10 dollars to change your name or
0: yeah it's you like know. you pay the 10 bucks to change your name and then they should ask so do you really think your gamer tag was that funny <laughs>
1: But then, you know, you get those whiners. Well, then I'm going to go to PSN, and I'm going to move over there. And guess what? If PSN was to do the same thing, because they don't want garbage, stupid stuff on their service, then you got nowhere else to go. So I think I think PC Sony gamer. should do it, too. Then yeah. they become
0: PC gamers. And that's
1: fine with me. I don't play PC games. So. Well, I guess I do, but not online. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Yeah, Solitaire's a game.
1: So is Bejeweled.
0: Yes, that, that too.
1: Jewel Blitz, baby. Playing it right now.
0: <laughs> so. Okay. so if you want to be part of the enforcement team, you can join up. To just do a – ask Google. Ask Google how to do it.
1: Well, isn't it just and like – And it will tell you. Isn't there a link right there? Yes. And you don't want to share the link with our community? No, ask Google. Okay, fine.
0: Google knows everything.
1: <laughs> Google does. All right, but if you're not an ambassador, don't bother. So, um, is that it, Rob? That is all. Dude, I got to go back to the sequels, baby. And I'm so excited. You know, this, this excites me as much as Tomb Raider 2 did.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: I'm like so stoked. This has been a great week for sequel announcements. Take two has listed Red Dead Redemption among franchises. It considers permanent heavily implying a sequel to the game will one day materialize. Speaking at an investor's call, CEO Strauss Zelnick explained the company didn't see any of its franchises as one-shots and that new installments of high quality were always encouraged. They quote, our goal is to try to create permanent franchises. He said, that's the unique goal in the industry. Our competitors do not see it that way. Our competitors view this as our franchise will have a certain life. At the end of that life, you move on to the next thing. So you better make hay while the sun shines. Our view is to do the contrary the best franchises are permanent franchises. Outside of our business you can look at James Bond for example it's been our goal to do not just preserve and grow the Grand Theft Auto franchise but also to build other franchises that we think can be permanent whether that's Red Dead or Red Dead franchise or the Borderlands franchise or the BioShock franchise or other civilization for or others civilization for example we last heard mention of Red Dead Redemption's uh, sequel over a year ago when Rockstar exclaimed it was keen to revisit the series. Though no timeline for further announcement was given. The game has sold has sold 13 million copies in two years. Um, it'd be astonishing if another entry did not uh, materialize at some point. So, that, I mean, 13 million copies. Dude, wow. this is screaming for a, a, a sequel. So... I really yeah. hope they do, and they could. They can carry the story on with the kid. So, yeah, well, yeah. They, they kind of did in the the first game anyway. So, which I found out, no, you never completed the game. <laughs> Keep going. So, yeah, it was so much fun. That was a fantastic game. So, and I'm, I'm you know, I've kind of been expecting it, but for them to say, and they didn't say it's, you know. They didn't say it's definitely in works, but they didn't say it was dead either. And what they're saying is, yeah, we we don't build a game just to build one. So that's good news. Absolutely. So,
0: righty. So moving along, John Carmack is is a name that is
1: never heard of him. Prob-
0: probably going <laughs> to ring a bell for a, a bunch of you out there. Uh, For those of you that don't know who this guy is, he is Mr. Id, Mr. Id Software, maker of such games as uh, Doom, Quake, Doom 2, Doom 3, Quake 2, Quake 3, Quake 4, (laughs) (laughs) Castle Wolfenstein, uh, 3D, and so forth. And this guy's been, in my mind, at least some kind of, almost like a legend, you know? He's... He, he, his vision of what was going to happen was something that I was always interested in because he was always focused on technology and what was happening in gaming, and he seemed to have his finger on the pulse of everything pretty much along the way. What, what do you think, Mark? Would you would you agree with that?
1: Um, I would say a long time ago he did.
0: <laughs> I
1: wouldn't agree with that like, now. So
0: you're basically saying, what has he done for me lately?
1: Pretty much. Pretty
0: much. Hey, it doesn't mean that his games are great, because... Because they're not. (laughs) But he does the engines. I mean, he is a programmer at heart. And he's done some amazingly, like, revolutionary stuff over the years. I just remember back in the day, even with Doom and Quake, Quake was just amazing when it first came out. Just uh, how the look of everything had changed where you actually had a 3D environment and, and so forth. So, right. pioneer in, in some ways. Well, there was a, um, not really an interview, but he, he did a talk. He did
1: a keynote.
0: Uh, a keynote, okay, uh, where he actually talked about the Xbox a little bit. And he said that, uh, actually, he termed it as a witch hunt Uh, is what happened with uh, the Xbox One uh, initially. And that that might be a little right. Uh, So he he turned it as a witch hunt about the Xbox One, and he says it was really unjustified, although he he did have some issues with the original policies. And he also talked a little bit about the cameras in systems like Kinect and he also didn't – well, I guess he was uh, not as excited about systems being on all the time, which I didn't really understand. I, I just don't understand why people have issues with that. But the, the keynote is out there. Definitely check it out. It, it's got some interesting stuff in it, at least if you're a, a fan of John Carmack.
1: And if you've got nothing else to do for like three hours – his keynote was like three hours long. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, his, the total well, there's, thing. Well, there's
0: some, there's some clips.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Watch the clips,
1: then. Watch the clips, because yeah, his total keynote was, I guess, like three hours long.
0: Holy smokes.
1: Yeah, can you imagine that?
0: I can understand why he'd want to do three hours, then, because he hasn't <laughs> been talking much lately. <laughs> He's getting it out of his system.
1: Exactly.
0: Because he always used to pipe in whenever there was new hardware, you know, granted, it was more PC related. He always used to talk about like the latest NVIDIA or AMD video cards, new technologies.
1: Yay.
0: Yeah. So it was uh, the QuakeCon keynote, by the way. I didn't mention that earlier. So, okay, enough of that. Thanks, John. Mark?
1: Alright, well I gotta go back to Major Nelson because he actually wrote a um, story on the Xbox Wire blog. And um, he he titled it Why I'm excited about online gaming with Xbox One. And you know, I think I thought some of the stuff that uh he covered in here was was pretty cool. Um, but one of the things that he was talking about was Xbox Live multiplayer and I'm just going to read what he says, you know, I want to reiterate, because some of the stuff is pretty cool, and it's, you know, I'm looking forward to a lot of these things. Um, you know, he says it's a cool way for, well, let me just read his his thing here. He says, this morning we announced a new beta program for Xbox 360 called Enforcement United, which was what Rob already talked about, that lets Xbox Live members uh, like you get involved to help make Xbox Live a more fun, fair, and safer place for everyone to play. Xbox Live is the best online gaming experience, and now we're enabling every member to help us make it even better. We also unveiled Xbox Community Level, a website where Xbox Live members can earn rewards and recognition for participating in the Enforcement United Beta and a long-standing Xbox Live Ambassadors program. It's a cool way for Xbox Live members to engage with their community, but it's not the only element we're bringing to the table. Here are a few core features for Xbox One developed specifically with the Xbox Live community in mind that make online gaming better. Number one is Xbox Live Multiplayer on Xbox One. You've told us that Xbox Live is the best service for online multiplayer gaming, and we're continuing that tradition on Xbox One. When we've made the multiplayer experience the way we all want, it's smart quick and intuitive what makes xbox live revolutionary on xbox one it's the power we're investing in more than 300,000 servers to supercharge xbox live with a wealth of new features and the stable service you need xbox live on xbox one offers you the multiplayer experience to game with all your friends so you know we've talked about and we mentioned uh that the server number before and it's like right but right now don't they have like 15,000 I mean, the amount that they're jumping is crazy. It is. So one of the things I'm wondering is, you know, I'm hoping to see is dedicated servers in games. Um, I I know like Call of Duty would just benefit from that in such a big way. uh, It's a lot of games would. So I'm hoping that that's going to be part of this, but, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it's not a lot dedicated to the TV side, but. um, So number two, they got better matchmaking earlier this summer. Um, Major Nelson talked with Michael Dunn, the program manager on Xbox Live services about the new Xbox One matchmaking system called Smart Match. The key here is that you know, okay, so we talked about that earlier. I'm not going to go into that anymore. Um, Oh, but the thing is, okay, I think this is where I saw it. The key here is that you no longer have to sit and wait for a game to match you with other players. With Smart Match and Xbox, I can put in my match request and switch over and catch up on posts on Xbox One or watch TV or a movie. When a match is found, Xbox One tells me so I can re-enter the game. Um, Never mind that—that wasn't the one. I, I read something earlier about like a friend will set it up and you all can do different things, but like until all your friends get in, it's still you're still waiting. So I still think it's kind of funny. You know, it's all faster, but go watch a movie while you wait. Um, number three, Enhanced Reputation Enforcement, which is what Rob has just talked about. And then the la- uh, number four he's got is New Achievement System. Uh, the achievements have always added that extra layer of accomplishment, challenge, and reward for Xbox Live members, and we're excited to continue that tradition on, tradition on Xbox One. We've introduced a new kind of achievement called a challenge, where players and friends can work to accomplish time-based objectives, resulting in winning cool free stuff. Developers can also now continue to grow and expand their achievements over time so you have more opportunities to build up your score without being limited to the achievements on the disc don't forget your gamer score will carry over so you know i was talking to someone recently about this too i'm I'm not sure how this developer is being able to add to the achievements so i guess there's just going to be really no end to it maybe i don't know hopefully there's still a limit and they don't abuse the system, you know. Here, get five thousand on our game just by clicking a button or something, you know. That's uh, just to get people to buy their game, but and it won't affect me anyway, so I don't really care. But um, you know, though, it's I'm not so much a completionist, but like with Borderlands, I now have become a completionist with Borderlands because okay. if they release a DLC, because I've got all the games fully one hundred percent, both Borderlands one and two. It's the only franchise I have that I've got completely completed in ways of achievements. So any new DLC that comes out that has achievements, I have to play it. I have to buy it. Now I feel compelled to keep those at a hundred percent, you know, and thankfully that's the only ones because with, you know, I, I know people like achievement hounds, you know, there's people out there that once they've completed a game, well, then they add DLC. If they don't have the game anymore, you know, it throws off their completion percentage. You know, now it's like, uh-huh. oh, you didn't complete the game, and it really annoys people that are completionists. So um, this new system, it's like, oh, well, you have to play this particular weekend, you know, or contribute to this. You know, once that weekend's over, that achievement's no longer accessible. If you're not able to play that weekend or you're, you know, on vacation or whatnot, there goes your completion percentage. <laughs> so I can see this really driving people nuts, but... Um, it, it'll be neat. What I'd like to see an expansion of is winning cool stuff. Give me some, you know, give me some, you know, free stuff that I can use in game or, you know, swag for your avatar or, or whatnot. I don't know what to see, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing he's got is the game DVR and the upload. He says, with game DVR and Upload Studio, you can create and add epic video clips to share with your Xbox Live friends. With Xbox Live and Xbox One, you can now have. Uh, new ways to record, edit, share, and broadcast the best moments from your games. Game DVR lets you record your favorite highlights. You can then use the Upload Studio to customize and show off your big victories, including adding your own voiceovers by using Connect. You'll have a number of custom skins to choose from to make your clip stand out even more, and you'll have slow motion and other editing tools. It's your own editing bay for the documentary of your gaming life, so... I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I think this is kind of cool. It was just, you know, the stuff we've talked about, you know, some of it today, some of it uh, in previous shows, but it's just kind of a nice little reminder. I thought it was a good little story of some of the cool things that are coming our way. Um, and I'm, I'm still excited for Xbox One.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. All right. Moving on uh, with some more Xbox One information, uh, there was an article at Eurogamer.net about the Xbox One and it talks about some of the design principles that were uh, used to create the Xbox one. And I I went through the majority of this article and I was actually really impressed. Did did you check it out? Mark?
1: No, I did not get a chance to.
0: Yeah. They got some pictures that they pulled uh, from wired in particular. I I'd never seen a a photo of the inside of the Xbox one before. And if you haven't seen this thing, it, it just, Oh, well, first off, in the images that I remember from the, well, I think it was the reveal. It wasn't the E3. I think it was that from the reveal. The thing looked massive. You really, I really couldn't yeah. tell how large it was, but it looked really huge. It's actually not that big. It's about a foot square, only. So they say it's. Uh, where's the dimensions on it? It's like It is, 30- it is
1: bigger than the the the, the three sixty.
0: Yes, uh, that it is. So, they say it's thirty four by twenty six centimeters and then eight centimeters tall. So that's about three inches tall, and then approximately just a little bit over a foot wide, a little shorter than a foot deep. And, and that's not really that big. I was actually really surprised. Then there's a, a photo that they have. I, I kind of wonder if it was down metric because it had uh, some of the dress that he would have uh, on his, uh, what do you call it, on the keynote or whatnot? But there's a massive fan in this thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This thing, this fan is literally probably one. Th- it takes up one third of the space inside. There's a massive fan, a massive heatsink, and it's really clean. It doesn't look cluttered. So, what the article basically talks about is some of the design principles that were used uh, to create the Xbox One. Microsoft is really kind of. Still reeling from the whole uh, Red Ring of Death incident, which cost them an incredible amount of money. And, you know, people are still being affected by it today, years later. It's something that I guess has never really fully gone away. So they've gone to the opposite extreme of making a box that isn't cramped, that has lots of cooling, uh, that's lots of cooling in it. It's really meant for longevity. And they've even gone well, I can't say it's really Microsoft officially stating this, but they are basically saying that the Microsoft Xbox One console is designed to be powered on for a decade. And that's, that's pretty impressive. Now, I, I did want to add one thing. If a system is always on, it's got a better chance of lasting a decade than one that has to be turned on and off.
1: That's true.
0: That is very, very true. In, in the land of electronics... Because Mark and I, years ago, we used to work for a company whose sole business was repairing electronics. You don't become a company, you know, well in Chicago. You don't become a company with, I think at that time they had close to 700 employees. You don't get to be that big if stuff doesn't break. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it it's guaranteed stuff will break but it'll probably last longer if it's not turned on and off because the most stressful thing to electronics is the turn on cycle in fact i, I remember i had a, a bunch of customers who had these old 286 machines that they had running uh it was a, a database system for their mailing application they were terrified to turn it off they were just terrified because they knew that the chances of this thing powering up were, like, slim to none.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> but it's really interesting, all the design principles that Microsoft has used and everything that they've changed off of the 360 that, uh, you know, basically they, they threw stuff out the window just in terms of power consumption, in terms of how loud the consoles are. My Xbox is are are awful i've I've got to say they're awful and it they drive me nuts because i don't like to have fan noise i particularly do not like to have disc noise because the 360 was just awful with it these the new xbox one is supposedly going to be near silent and you might hear a fan noise when the system is being taxed by you know a hardcore game but otherwise, it's going to be near silent, and they've gone into great depths in terms of uh, power consumption with all the hardware. I can kind of understand why the video system in it is uh, uh, slightly, like, underclocked. Isn't that right? Hey,
1: they overclocked
0: I, I thought. Oh, they overclocked it? I thought they underclocked it a little bit.
1: No, I just read a... I just read it tonight somewhere.
0: Okay, All right. One of these.
1: Okay, <laughs> I think it's the, I think it's our last story here. All right, um, let me but, just double check since you mentioned that the um, the GPU clock speed has been increased. Oh, eight hundred megahertz to eight hundred
0: fifty three megahertz. Oh whoop de do! That's nothing.
1: Hey, it's something. It
0: It'd sucks. be interesting if it was over a thousand. That's not overclocking. That's just. Messing around, but they've put a a lot of work into this system, and we'll see if if it actually pans out for them. We'll probably know within the first year (laughs) if we're going to have a repeat of the red ring scenario. But I I, I hope
1: not. I'm an early adopter this time. (laughs) I know,
0: right? I I would. I would really hope that they have lessons learned, in particular. Yeah, you know, these people really have to answer even to shareholders. Yep. And if uh, there's any kind of repeat, it's going to be just brutal.
1: If there's any hint of a problem from the early adopters, guaranteed yeah. they'll they'll this thing could will probably fail. Because I mean, I was not an early adopter, and I had I ran into that. So it's been I'll out th- for a couple of really years, and I ran into. There's that. no way.
0: There's no way it'll.
1: Think fail. positive, my friend. <laughs> There's no way. I hope not. Yeah. What could uh, possibly go wrong? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, no. We're jinxed.
1: Take it back.
0: Take it back. All right. So 10 years. 10 years uh, on time for the Xbox One. That would be very interesting if that is actually legitimate. And I could see maybe this. uh, You know, I wonder if this is one of the reasons why they made it always on.
1: Why? Just to help because improve you their get, life.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I think it, was, it could be. I think that was just simply because of all the other stuff they wanted to do. I don't it's, think it would last. But it is a benefit that it'll definitely last longer by leaving it on. So.
0: You know, the, the engineering types might have said, "Hey, let's see if we can make the system always on. That will help." The system lasts longer, and then the software team says, hey, yeah, if it's always on, we can always do updates, and we can yeah. do this and that. And they probably went hand in hand.
1: Oh, well, I guess oh. we'll find out someday.
0: November. We'll find out November. November.
1: Sometime November.
0: Beginning of November. So. All right, moving on.
1: All right, man. Call of Duty Ghosts. Pre-orders are being negatively impacted by the console. Transition. Uh, yeah, you know, every year, every year, man, Call of Duty sells more and more and more. They seem to break records every year. Uh, but yeah. the, income, the upcoming transition in the new generation of consoles is messing up the pre-order numbers for Call of Duty: Ghosts. Uh, CEO of Activision Publishing Eric Hirschberg, um, said during the company's earnings call, he noted that ghosts, uh, the pre-orders for Ghosts, are well below the record-setting pace. Uh, set by Call of Duty Black Ops 2 last year, and that the impending arrival of PlayStation 4 and Xbox One are to blame... Uh, Quote, our quantitative consumer research indicates the hesitation among past Call of Duty pre-orders is primarily due to not knowing which platform they will be playing on, which is natural at this time in the console transition. He said, despite the lower pre-order numbers, Hershberg noted that the other key engagement metrics, such as the number of people playing per month and per day, the amount of DLC sales and community engagement, are all higher than previous years. He also added that pre-orders are more than double that of the original Call of Duty Black Ops, which was last time Activision introduced a new Call of Duty sub-brand. Um, Activ- Activision isn't the first publisher to cite next-gen consoles for lower pre-order numbers. EA a Sports Brand President Peter Moore recently made similar statements, reporting softness in pre-orders for current-gen sports titles as we get closer to the launch of the PS4 and Xbox One. So, I mean, this makes sense to me. I mean, you know... I'm probably, you know, not being able to play against my friends that are on three sixty, that's gonna be kind of a bummer because chances are most of the people I've been playing this with are probably gonna still have their three sixty and probably get the next call of duty on three sixty. I'm getting it on one because I'm buying a new console. I might as well buy the game on you know, game right, right. there. If it's on both platforms, I want it on the new platform, right? Absolutely. Take advantage of all the new hardware. But that, that could segment, segregate me from playing with a lot of my friends. So a lot of people are, you know, not everybody's getting them on, you know, early adopters. Just the first time I've ever early adopted anything like this. Yeah, me uh, too. I've never done it. So, but I've um, never pre-ordered. Yeah, I've right never pre-ordered this. a console. Yeah, they've always been out for a couple of years. But, um, so yeah, it's going to be new for me and I might, I might find myself alone out there and having to make new friends. <laughs> um, then maybe robots. Get you to somehow play Call of Duty: Ghosts and get online a little bit more, so we <laughs> yeah. can play. We're like, come on, Rob, you're my only friend on Xbox. Please. Club. So, but it is interesting, and I'm, you know, I'm curious what our community is uh, is doing. I know a lot of people in our community are getting a one. Uh, we've I seen the you know comments out there, but you know, uh, specifically for Call of Duty and for Battlefield, both games are coming out for both consoles you know what 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 are you going to play it on um are you going to stay with 360 version um and even those that are getting Xbox 1 are you going to play Call of Duty and Battlefield on the 360 because you're going to have more friends on the 360 playing it than you would on Xbox 1 you know so those types of decisions really do come into play and I can see why this you know people are kind of holding out on their pre-orders probably going to wait a little closer till people they, they kind of make a good pull of their friends and what their friends are doing
0: so, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: But I'm just I'm buying it on the new hardware just simply to take advantage yeah. of that new hardware. You know.
0: Oh, absolutely. If the
1: game's the same price. Why would I buy it on old hardware? You know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, but
1: the reason I would is because all my friends are going to be on 360 playing it.
0: And and you don't like new graphics and all <laughs> that fun stuff. You don't like a fixed D-pad. Yeah. That would be reasons why.
1: I suppose. Yes. So, interesting. Okay. Interesting.
0: All right, Google Glasses came out. Uh, well, I guess it really didn't come out, but Google Glasses are available. It's something that uh, has kind of made uh, the news over the past couple of months. And actually, by the way, I did see somebody walking around with those.
1: What is a Google Glasses?
0: Oh, come on, come on! You don't know?
1: I this one is something I've missed, I guess.
0: Are you serious?
1: I'm serious.
0: Are you, you have no idea what Google Glasses are?
1: I do not know what Google Glasses are. Oh
0: my God. All right. Well, let me explain it to you. So, Thank you. Google came out with Google Glasses. It's a little attachment that uh, goes onto a pair of glasses. And it is basically a little display that you have, of course, done with Android. Uh, it's It's a little display that lets you do all sorts of things. It's still an evolving product that is pretty much considered like uh alpha or pre beta. The version that's out now is extremely expensive. It was over a thousand dollars, so it is definitely for early adopters. but it lets you do all sorts of stuff like see what your appointments are. You can take photos and video just from, instead of holding a phone or a camera, it's now your view because it's, you know, wherever you're looking at is what it's taking photos of. It is essentially kind of considered like the next generation in uh, communication devices and so forth. It's wearable computing the first incarnation of it. So that's Google Glasses. Are you going to get them now?
1: So if I'm going into uh, the men's room and someone's in there wearing them, they're taking pictures of me using the john?
0: You betcha.
1: And putting them up on the net?
0: That's right.
1: Great. That's,
0: that's, hey. Thanks, Google. you're 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 a celebrity, so the paparazzi are going to go after you. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the price you pay for being a celebrity, and all those millions that you make. Is it obvious
1: <laughs> when someone's wearing these things?
0: It's pretty visible. Well, I, I take that back. They are they they go on a, a pair of glasses, and they just like uh, go from the ear on up to uh, they kind of curve over into the field of view. Okay. It, for most people that aren't aware, you could probably miss it. But if you're aware of Google Glasses, they, they kind of stick out. It's like immediately like, oh, he's got Google Glasses. So I actually saw a guy at a restaurant wearing those. It was it was interesting. I didn't think he was cool or anything. I just thought it was interesting that, that he had them. Well, anyway, <laughs> this is not this is Google life. We're, we're talking about Microsoft products. So, Microsoft has applied for a glasses-based gaming patent of sorts for augmented reality multiplayer. Are you familiar with augmented reality?
1: Not really. Oh,
0: my gosh. You've been, like, under a rock. What is your deal? And you obviously don't have a Nintendo. So, okay, augmented reality.
1: I think I know is... what it is, but I don't want to sound like a fool if I get it wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. But I, I
1: do think I, I know just, what I'm just, this is,
0: dude. I, I'm just I'm just messing with you. My,
1: I, if it let me ask I, you this, because my kid's gotten in the 3ds, yeah, and it's like they'll they can play a game somehow. You like like the camera looks at where they're at or the room they're in, yeah, and they can do it. like play games like with somehow with it manipulates objects on the screen that with the room or. I don't know, my daughter came up to me the other day, Daddy, can I take a picture of you? And she had her 3DS, and I'm like, why? She goes, I oh. want to do something cool. And I'm like, oh, and I'm no. like okay, but you better be nice Destroy to me. <laughs> and she's probably shooting me or something with a yeah, game.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. There's some interesting applications. The phones have these. Like if you go into the uh, uh, App Store, that's it. If you go into the App Store there's and search for augmented reality, you can get some of these where you print out a card, let's say. You print out a card on your printer or on a piece of paper and you put it down on the table and you run this application with a camera. It views the card and then it'll create like a, like a dragon or it'll create um, – there was another one that had like a little basketball hoop and a guy shooting basketballs. It's just kind of interesting because you see your environment. So you see your room, you see your table – or whatnot, and then you, there's just this little graphical representation of some creature or something that's just placed in there. So you yeah. see a three dimensional representation of it, and if you pan around the um, around the card, for example, the perspective will change. So you can view from a different angle. If you if you lift it up, then you see it from a higher angle. It's it just kind of neat. I, I think it's been more of a novelty than anything else. Uh, uh, up until well, it's still a novelty. yeah, Let me take that back. It's still a novelty. It's, it's not really much beyond that yet.
1: If Nintendo's the only one doing it, it's it's a novelty. Yeah,
0: <laughs> even the phone ones. I mean, they're they're cool for you know just uh, yeah thirty seconds, and then you're like, okay, this is boring. But we'll anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So Microsoft has applied for a patent for an augmented reality multiplayer gaming patent or uh, uh, type of headset glasses type of system where there's a photo in the patent, which is kind of neat because it'll basically uh, show you possibly what other people are doing. Like they show these two people that look like they're fencing. Mm Mm-hmm or in this case, it, it, there's like a little blurb above them that says current game, sword fighting. And then the guy's pointing at some woman and it gives a name and then the, the games that are available. So she likes to dance and play tennis. Maybe it says matchmaking, matchmaking. matchmaking. Um, yeah, there you possibilities go. based on what we were talking about earlier. So it's still a concept, of sorts have applied for this patent.
1: Dude, that's no, what Microsoft needs to do. Dude, what? they want to get the geeks to buy their gaming system. True matchmaking. <laughs> Say, Xbox nope. will get you a date. <laughs> yeah. It will match you up
0: with the perfect like Match.com. Gamer. Yeah.
1: There you go. Geeks United.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Get people out of their basement.
0: Actually, you, you know, that would be perfect because then it could match two people that like to play games and not necessarily really socialize all too much or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could pair them up so they can just play together.
1: You can have a virtual date. Your first date would be on Xbox Live and playing a game that you both have, because the you know Live knows what you have, and there you, go. you know, and you can try out and just a, a private party and talk and get to know each other, and then take it from there. You know, it'll you know hook you up with you know it'll Bing a restaurant or something in your location and suggest make suggestions where you guys might like to go and. <laughs>
0: There you go. Then
1: if you got the Microsoft glasses, it'll record it. Microsoft everybody to, Store. Everybody course. can watch it in the cloud on your, your right date. On.
0: Right, <laughs> dude,
1: I, we got a million dollar idea here. I'm telling oh, you. Oh. <laughs> and
0: we just gave it away. Somebody's going to steal it.
1: Yeah, it's not a very good idea.
0: <laughs> hey now.
1: Hey now. Yeah. All right. Anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but.
0: <laughs> I'm done. I talked too much about that. And- Google glasses and augmented reality. I'm done.
1: All right. Well, I think it's time to rage. Oh boy. Um, you ever play Rage? Yeah, yeah. That's one of your buddy John Carmack's. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was his uh, John Carmack's Mega Texture Technical Spectacular.
0: Yeah, that was their uh, that was their most recent game, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Um. Co-founder, it's Software co-founder Tim Willits, stated during QuakeCon 2013, he says, I'm proud of what we did. I'm proud of the universe that we built. The franchise is not dead. Uh, we're not doing anything immediately with it, but when I designed the universe, I designed it such a way that it would be easy to step back in. I'm still proud of that. What we did, something was different. It wasn't like the games that we've done in the past. You know, I really, I take, I have a completely different opinion of that. The only thing that's different was that they added like car combat into it, and made you drive from point, different points. But you, still, you know, there was still, it's like you'd be at your home base, get your supplies, go outside and get in a car, drive somewhere. You'd have some car combat, get to where you're going, and then go into another area like a building or a section, and you'd fight first person typical id shooter style and when you were done you'd get in your car and have combat on your way back to the home base i mean it really that was like really all they did different and the game looked phenomenal i mean it was a beautiful game and it's a, it's amazing to think that how good that game looked um, on a on a 360 i mean it, it was fantastic oh it was yeah but it 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 was a boring game man i had to force myself to finish it it was really boring. I didn't even like the car stuff in it. I thought that was stupid. Um, and I, can't, there's no way I'd play a Rage 2. There's just no way. It's just no. Nah, I, 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 I don't even think this game sold very well. I, I'm surprised that they would even say that they're going to go back to it someday. Um, in fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up to even see um, if it did sell. But well, I know it sold. I bought a copy. Stupid me. But I just I was surprised that when they're saying they're going to come back to that. So the uh, Rage on three sixty sold one and a half million copies, and on PS three sold one point two million copies. So almost three million copies. I, I guess that's why they're going to do it. Wow, I, I'm kind of, I'm really surprised. And on How many piece, did you say? Um. On the PC, 1.5 million copies Yeah. globally, worldwide. 1.2 million on the PS3, and on the PC they did 300,000 worldwide. So they oh. exceeded 3 million copies of the game.
0: Well, the numbers I got were a little different. That's okay.
1: I'm looking on a VC charts.
0: So. Okay, yeah, I just pulled that up. The one that I had was an old one.
1: Okay. So, you know, I'm uh, a little surprised it was even that high. (laughs) (laughs) I I really thought that game had tanked, so I guess maybe they're going to... Well, you thought
0: that the number would be more like the PC numbers.
1: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know anybody that owns this game other than myself. So.
0: Okay. You done?
1: I'm done. I guess if you if you liked Rage, someday you might see a rage two. Maybe that makes you happy.
0: Well this just proves if they come out with Rage Two that the rage is relentless.
1: They make a rage two man. I'd better get a crackdown three, gosh darn it. It's crackdowns Crackdown two is a lot better than Rage was, and Crackdown Two was not that good. <laughs> it you was still my, it was still fun.
0: You didn't get my thing, did you?
1: I missed it. I'm sorry. Oh, but never mind. Say it again.
0: If I have to explain it to you. No,
1: I didn't hear what you said. That's
0: Rage Against the Machine. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. So uh, another article from (laughs) Xbox Wire uh, is uh, uh, Major Nelson uh, was on a show with Mark Witten. Mark Witten, which is the chief product officer or the Xbox chief product officer. And they talked about all surprisingly things uh, Xbox One. Can you believe it? I'm surprised. So, yeah, they, they gave out some uh, more interesting information. At least it was interesting to me and, and Mark. So uh, it talks about a little bit about what... Kind of transpired uh, in the development of the Xbox One. Uh, the Xbox One is currently in the homes of Microsoft employees, which are part of like the testing team. How cool is that?
1: I need that job. <laughs> although, although
0: you know what, I've dealt a fair amount of—I've uh, spent a fair amount of time with beta software. It's not always pleasant. That's true. It's sometimes a pain. <laughs>
1: Yes, it is. That's why I didn't get so, in the last 360 beta, because the last time I did it, I was getting, like, updates, like, every other day, well, and it got I annoying, so.
0: I remember that. That was, was uh, for that particular beta, I was on the fence on if I wanted to join it or not, and then I was just too lazy to look up my <laughs> console number.
1: You were lucky. and
0: and then uh, I thought, nah, I won't do it. And then I heard your experience. So I'm like, I'm
1: glad I didn't do it. Yep, that's why I chose not to even bother this time. Yes, it yes. wasn't a big deal, but it was like, you know, I don't want to, what's the point of, there was mo- a lot. most, every time they did it too, it was something you'd never see. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, this is a new feature. You're just like, oh, it's to prep for some background thing that I'll never see. So why mm-hmm. did I have to wait, you know, the 10 minutes to update, and you know, before I could play? I'd rather just play. I'll take the update
0: oh, yeah. when it's done. <laughs> yeah, so these uh Microsoft employees are basically testing the system out, seeing how well it runs. I really wonder if they have some titles to play with or if they just have to go through the dashboard or whatever the new system's called. That's all they have to do. Who knows? You would think that they would have games. Anyway. I'm
1: sure I'm sure they've got something yeah. They probably got, like, a beta release of Forza, you know, because Microsoft Studios has got stuff out. Yeah. I'm sure they're running like some, the even stuff. those would be beta code, but they can, you know, probably do some multiplayer. Oh, just, for sure. Just to see how it handles.
0: So they're working closely with the developments team to get everything ready, make sure it's uh, polished nicely for when we get ours in November. Also, uh, the the team worked... Uh, quite a bit to maximize the power of the xbox one and this is where mark was saying earlier that the gpu clock speed was increased from 800 megahertz to 853 megahertz uh, they've also done some driver implementations for the graphics uh, that, that they've done so it's uh check it out it's uh, um um this was on, uh, Xbox
1: wire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Xbox wire. Definitely check it out and put it on your Feedly.
1: Yeah. This yeah. show brought to you Mark by Feedly. <laughs>
0: yes. Thank you. Feedly.
1: So, righty. Well, that's our that. topics for a week. Um, unless there's any last minute things that are popping up on the wires out there somewhere that sometimes happens, but, um,
0: let me check Feedly.
1: Okay. You check Feedly. Um, community uh if you want to join our community we're on facebook look for this xbox life um we got a nice little group out there cool people hanging out talking video games and uh you know just having a good time yep. and also you can uh, email us contact at this xboxlife.com we do have a twitter we will update the twitter when we have a new uh when we release our new shows so you'll always know the moment it was released and we have a voicemail app if you wish to join us or call in and leave a question or a comment and have your voice in the show just go to to this and use the app on the website uh this week i did get a question from a local gamer right here in the big the wonderful state of az this guy is actually right down the street from me um, he uh this is kilted gnomes he says question for you or for the podcast So Rob, I put it in the podcast, and he's got a couple of questions that I don't think we have answers for, but I thought we should talk about it and maybe see what our thoughts are. But he says, regarding pre-orders, if you do the digital purchase, how do you get the pre-buy perks, such as extra maps or features like that? Now, I'm going to say... That it's going to function very much just like it does now when you order a physical disk. because when I order physical discs through like Amazon, then m- most of the time, sometimes the stuff's packed in, but all it is, all it's packed in is a code that you got to type in. So you probably just an Amazon. Most of the time, I get a code from Amazon in an email, and right. then I use that code to get my down my my pre-order items and stuff. Um, so, or a lot of times, it's just in that first initial run of the game. So, um, you know, it might be easier because if you've done a digital purchase, they know you're getting a day one. It could just be packed in that way. But I'd say, you know, for starters, we'll probably end up with just that any email, you know, that will have the code that you put in to get, to, to get the redeem those things. That would be my guess. Um, but I haven't seen a way to order a digital version of any of the Xbox one games that I have, pre-ordered have have you have you pre-ordered any games rob
0: no i haven't i would think that the whole pre-order system would really need to wait until the system is released
1: well no because you can pre-order the xbox one i can pre-order i can pre-order extra controllers and pre-order the games and i mean the games were you know if we want to go digital which was their big push? Right. Why why are we not able to order digital versions? I mean, I'm looking at Amazon and everything is a physical copy.
0: Is that would I would imagine that the digital system would need to be either through Xbox.com or through the actual Dash or whatever it'll be called. Because then then the system would know if you if you go through and you order you pre order. All right, you pre-order through the dashboard. It'll know that you pre-ordered, and it can give you whatever perks are right, necessary. I don't that, think you even need to do anything special.
1: Does that mean we're going to be limited to ordering it through Microsoft to get pre-order? I mean, if I want to, if I want to stay with Amazon, you know, and and I want them just give me a code on day one, and with my day one, you know, pre-order items, I would still think you could still order from any vendor you want.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I would think that would be the case, though. At least I would hope so. You should be able to do both. I would think if you do it through the dash, let's say if you get it through can, Microsoft Direct, then can, can it might be an it? easier experience.
1: You might be able to because I've seen them. I've seen the console. They say reserve now. I'm gonna actually boot up my Xbox as we're talking here, and I, I just want to see. Well, we can move on to the next question. I won't make you guys all wait, but um, I'm curious if you can pre-order a digital version now. Through the, hopefully, I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Back out when I see that screen that says, you know, buy with points, and yeah. then
0: it makes you buy what eight or nine? No, it, it makes you buy ten four thousand point cards. <laughs>
1: Well, points are going away. Yeah. So we got to get rid of them. I'm going to I'm going to check uh, a Best Buy as well. Um but yeah, even they have it's a physical copy is right. you know, in-store pickup and shipping on this there's there's no option for digital. Right. So but it, it, for his question of how do you get your pre-order stuff? I'm pretty sure if it is if you're through Microsoft, they probably like it's probably going to automatically download, which might be nice. You don't have to use codes anymore if you bought it. You know if you're pre-ordering through the console, which you should be able to do here, then um, then that would be cool because they already know you bought it and paid for it. It just automatically would download your stuff for you. I would say the other sites: Best Buy, GameStop, Amazon, or you know Game whatever. Uh, over in Europe and stuff that you would probably get an email. So. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to go into Battlefield 4 and I'm on my console. Oh, this is going to launch a video. (laughs) So much for that. I think it's just going to play a video. It looks like that. Yep, that's all it's doing. That's not what I want. I want to, I want to pre order. Okay, let me click pre order Call of Duty Ghost today. Let's see what it does. Um I can go to reserve now. Is that my only option? Let's see what this does. Um you can order it just says a ship. Okay, so even on the Xbox, I'm looking at it now. It does say it's order from the Microsoft store. That's what comes up on my screen. And it's right. asking for a billing address and a shipping address. Um you can change shipping address, but it's for a physical copy, so. Mm-hmm. Ooh, do not confirm purchase. Cancel, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> please cancel.
1: Cancel that. So, you know, right now I think Rob, you might be right. They just don't have that in place yet. But um I'm sure it'll be real relatively easy once we go go down that road. Right. And I've actually considered trying to go all digital, but I just don't see an option to I like having my discs up on the on my shelf, but You know what, the ability to go digital and not have to swap disks, that's something that makes me smile. And I'm like, you know what, and now I'm going to have to install, and plus, they're going to have to be installed. So if they're installed, it's going to annoy me more now to have to put the disk in when the game is fully installed, which is what they're going to do now because everybody was whining. So I'm kind of like, man, I should just go all digital, you know. Yeah. So it's not like I borrow games out that often. I've had a couple people, and now I can say no, no, I can't borrow roll. it to you, so that you can never return it, and I can forget about you borrowing it.
0: You Halo Three thief.
1: <laughs> so um, his sec- his next question, uh, also regarding lack of headphones, can Xbox One shut off if Connect picks up audio command from someone else online? through your speakers just wondering i would say well we don't know because we don't have the xbox one yet and we don't have the connect 2.0 which is supposedly improved but i would say if it doesn't if it's no different than the current one absolutely yes um it would it because i can't watch there was a i don't remember was it the e3 press conference i was trying to watch on my xbox and it kept rewinding and fast forwarding every time someone said Xbox, it would pick up the TV speakers. And yeah. then for some reason, they wouldn't even say rewind. You know, they'd say the Xbox is coming out and all of a sudden it's rewinding. I was like, what are you doing? I had to actually unplug my Kinect just to watch the presentation online. So, yeah, anything's possible if you got people coming through your TV speakers. People could start messing with you. Xbox, Bing search. <laughs> Uh, so we'll try this out, Rob, and we get it. We'll, we'll see. We'll hook ours up, and I'll get on, and I'll be like, I'll be like, Xbox, Bing, My Little Pony. <laughs> it's see <laughs> if your Xbox does anything. <laughs> yeah. So, but they're they're saying the new X the new Connect is much improved. So hopefully they fix that, especially if it's stuck being turned on. So that would be a, a bit of a hassle. Okay. So, but that's it from the Kilted Gnomes.
0: That is all. All right, retail releases? There you are. can have this one.
1: There are no retail releases. Isn't there one? There's a, an Xbox Live Arcade release.
0: Oh. And all is right. It, is it's this not the, a retail release. I think what games the, are coming out?
1: Brothers A Tale of Two Sons. Coming out on da, August 10. 7th, which is a Wednesday, which does show it's an Xbox Live Arcade game.
0: is not this, this uh, uh, one of the...
1: Summer of Arcade? Yeah. Yes, I think this is the first one. This has players take on the role of two sons, must set out on a perilous journey, bring back the water of life to their ailing father. Uh, this game actually got some pretty good reviews in uh, E3, I thought. This is one of those kind of standouts.
0: Because there were two of them that looked okay to me. I think this was one of them.
1: Yes, this one. This one had a really good, really good reviews. I'm looking for your favorite GameSpot that I don't. They don't have a review on it yet, but I don't see any kind of scores or anything that they've put it. But we'll probably get some stuff uh, Monday or Tuesday from from them or IGN. will be putting something out.
0: So, it was, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was this one. So Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons and Flashback. Those were the two that I thought were really cool. Then the other one is Charlie Murder and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah, I'll probably have to get that one for my son. Yeah. so Yeah,
0: Summer of Arcade starts on August 7th.
1: There you go.
0: Which is Wednesday. True
1: and yeah. that's when
0: this game's coming out? Wednesday?
1: Yes, sir. Okay, that's correct, yeah. sir. So that's it, Rob. That's all. anything else for today?
0: No, I think I am good for today.
1: All right. Well, then with that, if you do listen to us through iTunes, please view us, rate us five stars if you would. We would appreciate that. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. I am Mark, Weakman 709 taking off.
0: I'm Rob, also known as PreStar on Xbox Live. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: We'll see you all next week, or you'll hear us next week.